What's up, you little alcoholics? You're listening to The Starting Lineup with Aaron, Alana, and Brittany. I'm Aaron. What's up, bitches? I'm Britt. And I'm Alana. We're coming at you with episode number one, Numero Uno, hot and ready. Woo-hoo. We are so excited to finally be doing this, and you're going to hear a lot about most likely our daily lives, give you some advice, both uh, healthy and probably unhealthy, um, and just kind of lighten your day. So if you like what we're doing, that's amazing, and if you don't, well, sucks to fucking suck. Good fucking bye. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Starting Lineup with Aaron, Britt, and Alana. I think before we like really kick things off, we should probably just give a quick idea of who the hell we are and why we're doing this. So uh, I'll start. My name is Aaron. I'm 28 years old. I went to Brock University for sport management, and now I work in finance downtown Toronto. And I was, I was also working for the Blue Jays uh, before the pandemic, but now that's a little bit on hold. I am Britt. Hello, everyone. Um, I also went to Brock University. I am also 28 years old. Um, I was an ex-varsity athlete. Shout out. We'll dive into that a little bit more down the road. And yeah, now I'm just a degenerate who likes to party and I work in construction. So that's my life. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Alana and I am also 28 years old. Um, I went to Humber for radio broadcasting, and I also went to Humber again for recreation and leisure services, and now I'm fucking fun employed. (laughs) Thank you so much, Corona. (laughs) So now that you guys know who we are, and obviously we sound so incredibly interesting, you're never going to turn this podcast off. We're going to dive into our first really incredibly exciting topic of online shopping. Um, so good. I think a lot of people can relate that during the pandemic, you've probably been online shopping more just because, I mean, I was at home thinking that I was going to save a ton of money, but instead I've just driven it all out to Barstool Sports, <laughs> buying their merch online. My credit card hates me right now. <laughs> exactly. So I bought like a whole bunch of stuff that I feel like I can't use. Like I've bought in like six or seven hoodies and for anyone not in Toronto, <laughs> like it has been exponentially hotter than normal. Like I'm sweating right now. Hotter than Satan's asshole, everyone. Yeah, it's so hot. hot. It's so fucking hot, and those sweaters are not probably going to be used until, like, fucking November. No, I just stare at them. They're just going to (laughs) sit in the closet. Exactly. (laughs) They just look pretty. They're there for decoration right now. And then I also bought this, like, really cute Barstool game day. It's, like, a clear tailgating bag with the hopes that we would be able to make it to Cleveland this year uh, for a trip that we like to go on. Oh, my God. I'm crying (laughs) inside. It was probably one of my favorite trips of all time. Hands down. That's my first like NFL trip like tailgating experience that's my first tailgating experience it was yeah I think that was my first one too I've been before but this is like we've all become like definitely converted Cleveland Browns fans like everything I purchase now that's NFL related is Browns, Browns. <laughs> um so I have a friend who lives in Ohio just outside of Cleveland and he's a huge Browns fan so he purchased a like short school bus with a few of his buddies and they converted it completely like it was dilapidated and now it's actually like gorgeous they- it's like decked that out yeah like turf floors tvs lockers the beer tap yeah there's a tap coming out of there you can put your mouth under it if you're out in the parking lot that was honestly such a fucking good idea because our like area had so many people Mm -hmm. like like he had so many friends there that like they're all gonna drink through that keg perfect and yeah. it's just a nice place to have somewhere to actually congregate so when they invited us down we're like yeah absolutely because tailgating is hard when it's just like three of us running around a parking lot so this just made it so much more fun so the trip, the trip started off a little bit rough so 
<laughs> we had to get up. Shit. <laughs> like to give a bit of a like a prequel into this is that like the night before we were so excited we got like super wine drunk to the point where like it was to embarrassing. The point where we literally went to bed at like two and we had to be up and on the road at four o'clock. I'm pretty sure I was also really stoned. Like I think I smoked weed with your brother's friend. <laughs> and then you guys went upstairs and I came upstairs and I was like so we are not responsible just getting crunk the night before i need to wake up at like 6 a.m we just get way too excited so we finally we got up we were you kind of wake up with adrenaline when you're going on a trip like that so we we got up we got on our way and when we by the time we hit pennsylvania we were pretty hungry so we decided to stop at this like literally we were in the middle of butt fuck nowhere the only thing there was a red robin whatever the hell that is and a mcdonald's like attached to it so we stopped at this mcdonald's and it was packed for breakfast time because, like, there's like, nothing else around. It was, like, 7.30 a.m., too. Everyone was, like, up and yeah. pepping their step, getting their coffee. and It was pretty early. Yeah. So Brittany goes up to order first, and <laughs> she orders her food. She pays for it, and she walks over to the girl who's, like, yeah, like, calling out her order number. And she goes up. She goes, okay, thank you, but I want McChicken sauce. And the girl looks at her, like, normal, and she's, like, well, that, that'll be, like, 30 cents extra a pack. And Brittany kind of, like, pauses. And then she looks at her and she's like... Rage came over me. Yeah, she's like, oh, (laughs) it'll be 30 cents extra. And then so she looks at the girl and says that. And then she turns to the room of people standing there waiting for their orders. And she goes, oh, it's like 30 cents extra for McChicken sauce. And me and Alana are like, holy shit. She was making eye contact with us almost like we were the only ones in the room. And we're looking around. I want to do it as if like, back me up, bitches. Like 30 cents extra for McChicken (laughs) sauce is absurd. I was like, did you want me to call Ronald? Like, there's nothing we can do. (laughs) Like, I was like so mad. So then she takes it one step further and she stomps her ass over to the ketchup dispenser and she's like dispensing her ketchup. She then turns back to the room like she's on stage and she goes, is it 30 cents extra for ketchup too? And oh me and Elena are like, get the fuck in the car. We got to fucking go. Like, this is so embarrassing. Like, you're ruining the reputations of Canadians someone, everywhere. Someone should have just given me a microphone. I should have just announced it to the whole state of Pennsylvania. I, I, I said sorry 15 times. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm paying for everyone's breakfast. I'm so sorry. Me and Aaron said sorry to the customers on our way out of the building. Brittany just stormed off. And they were all geriatric too. Like, it was... <laughs> Early morning Saturday, middle of nowhere. It was just old people and us and Brittany being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted so badly to have breakfast and coffee and get to the fucking tailgate. So thankfully, so we got sorry. her ass back in the car where she bitched about the chicken sauce the whole way to Cleveland because <laughs> she didn't pay for it. So You know what? I have to say, if, I doubt that lady's listening right now. But if you are, ma'am, I am so sorry. And I hope i didn't ruin your entire day you probably did but it's fine um so <laughs> you're, you're gonna be one of those customers she just fucking bitches about she watch i'm probably gonna be on, <laughs> i'm probably gonna be on like world star like biggest bitch in pennsylvania from canada <laughs> <laughs> she so was, we should have filmed like those all those instagram accounts like the six buzz and whatever you yeah. see Brittany on there whatever yeah. the local pennsylvania instagram is keep your eyes peeled people yeah so we finally made it we had to go pick up our friend in some like random part of ohio i'm not exactly sure where he lives and by the time we got to cleveland it had probably been about a seven seven and a half hour trip and we were getting ready to go out that night so the game was on the sunday and this was the saturday night so our friend tells us like he's gonna take us out to this bar so we get like all ready we don't really know what to expect but he said it was gonna be fun which it was so we get to this bar and it's like 
a complete dive bar. Like, like a hole in the wall kind of bar, but that's why it was interesting. Like I loved it. <laughs> So you walk in the first room. The first room was a good size, but I just assumed that was the whole bar. And then our friend was like, no, 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 follow me. And he just made this quick left into this like ginormous nightclub with like colorful lights, people dancing. There was a wedding going on. Like who, first of all, the fact there was a wedding at that bar. There was a tent over an outdoor bar and they they must have reserved that tent for a fucking wedding. Like I'm pretty sure their color scheme was like pink and camo. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like a blush pink. I remember the, I saw bridesmaids. You know yeah. what? They inspired me because when and if I ever get married, I'm fucking going to the dive bar I'm in pretty Cleveland, sure Ohio. I wish the woman like a happy wedding because I was so <laughs> drunk. I was like, have a great wedding. I'm so happy to be here. Why the fuck are we here? <laughs> so then we, me and Alana, like, well, all three of us went through this stage where when we would go buy a drink, like it was unacceptable to just like get a beer. We had to get like a vodka soda or a double vodka soda and like pair it with a fireball or a tequila shot like there was no other option it wasn't you, one or the other it was always both yeah if you didn't do that you're kind of fucked like basically no you can't drugs. hang out with us yeah you, you can't, can't sit, sit with, with us, us. Can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> so then we we leave Brittany. we go get these drinks and we come back and like Brittany, we couldn't see her at first but then we noticed this like aggressive dance battle happening at like and it must have been like 10 30 p.m so we look over and Brittany is in this like sweaty hip-hop like getting in each other's face (laughs) dance battle with this man and it went on for i'm gonna say like 45 minutes to an hour and like we were cheering her on like i've never cheered someone on before it It reminded me of scene of step up or honey's oh yeah i know i know it was so fucking funny and like when it finished the guy came up to me he's like your friend is so incredibly talented and i was like (laughs) and i was drunk so i was like oh my god i know i'm like so good Like we, were, we were the dance moms in yeah. the crowd. That's your <laughs> autograph. We were so excited. And $10. Then, luckily, Brittany needed to take a break. So all of a sudden, we heard this like huge, like loud noise over like a speaker, like an intercom. And it's for everybody to come to the front part of the bar. So we hustle our asses over to the front part because we just want to know what's happening. And this guy's like, everybody get around the table. Put your bets out. So we're watching everyone and we're following what they're doing. And we're looking at our friend and he's like, yeah, like this is normal. Like get your bets out. So we, we got like our $5 out each and we're waiting at the table. No idea what's going on until this man drops a bucket of hermit crabs on the table in front of us and says, pick one. Like at that point, a stripper could have walked down. I wouldn't have been shook. Like, I don't know which one was going to be more intriguing at that point. Yeah. But the hermit crabs, I actually think with American money, I got very confused. I actually think at one point I put a $20 bill down on the table because I didn't know the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like, I, fuck it. Here's the hermit crabs. You got my vote. 20 bucks on the table. And I don't know if it was like all of us have like a competitive sporting background or what it is, but we turned into this like you didn't want to be around us. Like we were there to fucking win. Like, we were shit talking each other from yeah. across the table like, to the point where like this guy beside me, he was like, whoa, like, do you know them over there? And I looked at him. I was like, no. And he was like, you're pretty mean. And I was like, do you like it? <laughs> do you want my number? I'm staying at this hotel. My crab's really going to win. <laughs> I don't have crabs, but my crab's is going to win. Oh, my God. Oh, my. Not where we wow. were going with that. Wow, that escalated real quick. Sorry, the so, white claw I'm drinking is really hitting me already. My crab actually did win one time around. And I think we did this for, like, like I bet a lot of money, and I won 30 bucks back. Spent it all on, like, we tried to get, like, some white claws in this bar. It was really expensive. So, whatever. We made it out of the dance battles and the crab races alive. And we noticed that it was, like, 3 a.m. And we had to get the fuck out of there because we had to be at the tailgate for 6.30. Yeah. So, we get in this Uber. And this guy he, driving our Uber, he's like, 
okay, guys, I have to show you something. And I think it's because he realized that we weren't from there. Like we said, we were from Toronto. And he was like, I have to show you something. And we're all like, oh, like it's kind of late. And he's like, (laughs) where are you taking us, sir? (laughs) He's like, do you guys know the Christmas story? Like the movie? And you guys were like shitting your pants. Yeah, we do. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like we know it. And he took us, I guess, the set, like it was filmed somewhere in Cleveland. And he took us right to the house. It's still set up as if it's in the movie. You two idiots were like prancing around the streets. Like, I was, it was so the best excited. I was raised on that movie because yeah. like, my mom is like raised on that movie, so it was like a huge thing in my family. We always watch it on Christmas because it's always on TV. Yeah. And I was fucking shook to the motherfucking That's core. The one where they're like, "You're gonna shoot your eye yeah. out." You're yeah. Shoot your eye out. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the fact that I walked up to the house, <laughs> the fact that I walked up to the house and I actually saw the leg lamp was what I was shook by. Not even the house itself. Yeah. The leg lamp in the window. I was like, Just such Holy a prominent shit. part of the movie. I was like, we're here. We I, were like middle of the road filming, taking videos, texting your parents. Like I got out because you were like, take a picture of us. It's Bitch black. Aaron was our like Instagram boyfriend that day. We look at the picture the next day and they are fucking shit. <laughs> They're horrible. <laughs> you can't even see our faces. It's like pitch black and then the leg lamp in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, so we made it home alive from that little tour uh, with our Uber driver. And we did actually get a, we got to the, I think it was just adrenaline the whole weekend. So we made it to the tailgate on time for like 6 37 a.m. in like the Mooney lot or whatever. We had an amazing day. Like the weather was amazing. The game was. They lost, but it was still fun. And then we went to a bar afterwards. Um, and then we we got back to the hotel. We, like, had some food. We were pretty drunk. And we went to bed. And, like, you would think that, like, the trip would end here. But, no, <laughs> we just had to spice it up a little bit. So I woke up. I didn't know it was the middle of the night. But I woke up in the middle of the night. And I saw 12 on my phone, like, 12 <laughs> o'clock. And I stood up so fucking fast. Like, not on the floor. I stood up on the bed beside Atlanta where she was sleeping. And I was like... <laughs> Holy shit, guys. Checkout was one hour ago. I've never woken up out of a dead sleep so fast in my entire life. I was like, holy shit, we got to get our shit together and get the fuck home. Literally. And then Alana looks at us. She's like, guys, it's midnight. Like, shut the fuck up. Go to sleep. (laughs) Like, oh. Wrong 12. We were probably still wasted at that point. 100%. We just got to bed like four hours prior. We couldn't get in our room four hours prior. I know. It was a mess. We could barely talk four hours prior. (laughs) I don't think we could form sentences. You know what? I couldn't really talk the next morning either because I think I was still (laughs) fucked up. I know. Or just in shock. So, yeah, we're pretty upset because we were looking forward to doing that. We wanted to make it like an annual thing over if they're playing at home over the or Canadian Thanksgiving, but it doesn't look like because of Corona we can do that this year. Yeah. TBD. Shitty, see what shitty, happens. Shitty, shitty, yeah, shitty. We'll see shitty. what happens. I think another thing that's been like kind of awkward or weird doing coronavirus has been like, like dating. Oh, um, my God. I've been referring to it as like, I think now that things are opening up a little bit more, it's going to get easier. But I think in, like, yeah. end of February to March and April, it was really awkward. People were, like, just so, obviously sketched out because it was so extreme so quickly. But I think now that it's, everything's opening up, it's becoming more, like, people are warming up to the idea. Well, because like, you can you can actually go places. Like, at first, yeah. everything was shut down. We were literally on lockdown. Now, like, you can, like, go and sit inside bars or you can go and sit outside. Like, Well, and it was, easier. like, a moral obligation to, like, not fuck it up and, like, get one of my parents sick or, like, whatever. Yeah. Did you guys at any point use corona as an excuse to not hang out with someone. I 100% did that. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing. I, I, You know what? I had to because I, at the end of the day, I was borderline nervous just to even hang out with anyone really in general. I mean, I see you guys every single day and I didn't see you guys for like two months, which mm-hmm. was, let's never do that again. Um, and I remember this guy texting me and we had just started talking just before lockdown had happened. Mm-hmm. 
And finally, like three weeks later, he asks me to hang out. I'm like, oh, how convenient timing that we're in a fucking quarantine lockdown because of this pandemic that we're living I'm in. I'm sure people were doing it, though. Oh, 100%. 100%. But... Yeah, no, I definitely use it as an excuse. And do I ever get it? Absolutely not. Yeah, there is a few times where, like, people that I are, like, people. Like, I have so many options. Like, I was talking <laughs> to one guy before, just before the pandemic hit, um, where I was just very, like, yeah, like, I would like to see you. But, you know, quarantine, like, people are getting sick. Like, I'm going to have Corona. to sit this one out. Um, I think that for a lot of people, it was awkward. Like, you were either, you know, stuck with maybe a newer partner or a person that maybe you weren't living with yet. And or- in order for couples to see each other, they literally had to quarantine together. Or they were like, you know, us where you were kind of talking to someone before and then you kind of hit this dead zone where even if you did hang out, like, what are you going to do? Stare at the sky? Like, there was nowhere to go, nothing to do. You know what? I regret because I was in, like, a, a hookup situation with someone. Not you guys know exactly who it is. Um, and I wish I had planned this out better. I wish I slept with him, like, just before lockdown. Oh, like, <laughs> all I your didn't. Fix? Yeah, it was literally from December to March. And I was like, mm, fuck. Yeah, I think for a lot of people it's hard. So we had this like brilliant idea where like we haven't really been dating much because it's been kind of hard to do it. So for fun, we just wanted to see like what the hell's happening on Seeking Arrangements. What are the sugar daddies doing in (laughs) quarantine? So we made an account and it was a joke. Like it was a joke to us when it started. And like the name, like our profile name was Seeking Daddy 1992. (laughs) (laughs) Our tagline was uh, flirty, not 30, and thriving. And then our bio was it's all fun and games until no one reaches for the check, which was a hit. Needless to say, my email blew up. I had 100 emails in the first hour. They were honestly, some of the emails that, or messages, I should say, that we got were absurd. Absurd. Well, I just figured like there is a lot of guys who seem to be looking for real connections on that website and just. You're sharing your net worth, like it's right on their profiles, and I just don't understand like why people think that's a good idea. Yeah, how are you looking for a real connection on a place where it's like, hey, my net worth is ten million dollars, yeah. but I'm looking for the love of my life. What a, a lo- bumble, plenty of fish. Aaron and I got offered four thousand no, dollars a month. That's a hundred. Like I would say, like yes, there was a lot of men like looking for real connections, but there was guys messaging us being like, I can give you an allowance of four k. There was one guy he was like. Let me just like paint the scene for you. Like last night, I went to a lady's house and gave her two hundred and fifty bucks and a bottle of wine, and I was just kind of like, I could do that myself. Is that all she? <laughs> is that what she asked for? I'm confused. Yeah, <laughs> that's not what I'm looking for. Sorry, sir. I just... take a hard pass on that, David. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So then I was thinking to myself, like, with everyone kind of like being, there's a lot of people not working or making less on the government benefits. Like, are there couples out there? where, like, the boyfriend is totally okay with his girlfriend having a sugar daddy as long as it's, like, no physical intimacy, but maybe they're going on dates and she's getting paid, like, one to 2K a month. Like, Yeah, I would think so. I, I asked mean, some people. And? They haven't done it. Oh. But they were just kind of, like, for some people were like, Aaron, how could you think such an idea? But then other people were like, you know what? Like, if it's no, if there's no sex and, like, they're just going on dates, then, like, fuck yeah, that's reasonable. If we're going to save the money together. Desperate times call for desperate measures. I would do it. I'm fucking desperate right now. Get me on that website. <laughs> I need money. Let's get our account back up and running. We'll yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. We'll rotate. Since we're all single, so we're all going to rotate and just go on different dates. And we'll, totally. But we'll just be at the bar at the same time so no one gets hurt. <laughs> so, I know, we're, like. Safety. Safety. I literally think that, like, if you're single and, like, doing the damn thing and just want to secure the bag, like, absolutely seeking arrangements, Good go. You. you can go definitely get some – you can get paid. But I just want to hear from people, like, 
um you can literally write into our instagram account and let us know if you are dating someone if you would let your significant other have a like a sugar mommy or a sugar daddy and like how you would feel about that i'm thoroughly intrigued please anyone say it i would i would 100 percent would do it yeah so i want to see like if you would see i asked a lot of girls and they were like no my boyfriend's not going out with like a milfy sugar mom who's also super loaded but I think it just depends on the situation. So if you're interested in this topic and want to give us some feedback, we would love to expand on this more. We just don't know anyone who's done it. So yeah, that's kind of been like our situation with like, I don't know, dating life has been super weird and awkward right now. It's horrible. And if 2020 like wasn't bad enough, the world decided to introduce murder hornets to us. Oh, Lord. And I have been personally victimized by a murder hornet. <laughs> a supposed murder hornet. Yeah, Not it's, it's yet confirmed. TBD. TBD. We don't and know yet. So you might, like, if you live in, like, Ontario, like, please keep your eye on CP24. Like, I may be the hottest new topic there because I was sitting in my room on Friday. And today we're recording on a Monday. And I looked at my, my screen, like, in my window. And I have never seen a bug like this before in my life it was the biggest wasp so i took a picture of it how big was it like i'm i'm an over exaggerator but i can't over exaggerate this enough like it was huge and so when i googled murder hornet it was literally identical and i know that like there's been a lot of so-called sightings in ontario and they've all been confirmed as not so i was like who do i send this to so i got like really aggressive like i went online i got the email address for like the ontario government agriculture people and he emailed it to them and they got back to me like within 15 minutes so fast i was yeah. actually shocked they were like we're really not sure like we have to send it off to an ophthalmologist which i guess is a specialist <laughs> they literally saw that email and were like oh fuck there's a <laughs> potential murder hornet we need to get on this shit now and like this this like for anyone who knows me they know like this would only happen. i was oh, just like- about to say only fucking you only yeah. you i know only you. So we're waiting. Why? I don't like, know. Why? It makes no sense all the shit happens to you. I know. So we're going to wait and see. So we'll keep you posted on. They have not got back to me yet from the ophthalmologist. So I'm nervous the longer it takes. Like, I wish he would just looked at it to, and, like, been like, no. But also, like, if he says yes, like, then what? Well, maybe like, where ne- did it go? Maybe by next week's episode, we'll have an update. So stay tuned. <laughs> the murder hornets. Yeah, for sure. Go Didn't on. you say you were listening to the radio and there's something crazy happening in Texas? Oh my fuck. So I was listening to The Highway. It's like one of the um, country radio stations on Sirius. And they were talking about in Texas, they have opened drive through strip clubs. Stop it right now. No fucking way. <laughs> is that what they mean by everything's bigger in Texas? So what the fuck is going on over there? Apparently, apparently they have tents set up. That you drive your car into and you can order food still. Like, you know, when you go to ship club and order food, whatever, you can fucking order food, but you're only allowed to stay inside this goddamn tent for two songs. So you have a stripper, I guess, that's in there. And they, she gives you two songs, you eat your food, and then you have to fucking leave. You got a pizza on your passenger seat, you got a stripper on your lap, and you got the music blaring on your radio. You know, what the fuck you is know what going pisses on? Me off about this is that, like, I couldn't get a waxing for three months. <laughs> But these old, disgusting men can get a lap dance in. Like, where's my drive-through waxing? Yeah, what the hell? Why didn't we think of all this before? Yeah, like these pervs can go and get their dick hard, but we can't get our fucking hey. eyebrows done. <laughs> okay, so I just googled it so we can get some fucking info on this because I am fired up. It says customers can also order booze and pick up from several types of six packs or an entire bottle of Fireball while driving. Oh, <laughs> Are they like proposing drinking and driving a 
pick like here's your two who's your two minute dance and your bottle of vodka it have says, a nice night sir the live entertainment serves as sort of a distraction while the driver's food is being prepared uh, okay, yeah, so I'm going to go to McDonald's and I'm going to have a distraction with a male stripper on my lap while I'm waiting for my food and I'm chugging out of a fireball bottle. That actually sounds fucking fun. <laughs> I don't know. It's really crazy to me that, like, this is the innovation. Oh like, God. out of all the things that could be drive through, like, my mind would have never gone to strip club. No. But if you think about it, that's what they look for. They look for that daily, like, committed customer. They're not going to look for, like, imagine going to having a bachelor party go through a drive through strip club. Like, no, no, it's not going to happen. They thrive off of making it work off of those loyal customers who are going to be there all the time. Okay, it says it says dancers dressed in thongs, <laughs> thigh highs and masks show off their moves from behind several black barricades separating from the cars. So it's not like you can't so pay for like, a lap dance. Yeah, so like it's basically like a show where the dancer dances behind the barricade while they sit in their car and wait for their food. Maybe they're hiring. You're yeah. looking for work. <laughs> yeah. Alana, you should look into that. Oh, so wait, what are the strip clubs here doing? Should we go? Oh. We should look I, it up. We, we should, should. It's research. Fuck it. It is. Yeah. And then I'd maybe, be down. Yeah. Well, things are opening now. We so maybe that the, means the strip clubs are opening. Go to the VI. <laughs> no, the Sundowner. I just oh. oh, God. We went on like a trip last year where we do this every year with all of our university friends. And it's like 30 people. And we go to Niagara because our university was in St. Catharines. And last year it was like 3 p.m. And somebody was like, let's go to the strip club. So you just see 30 of us strolling from an Airbnb. Walking. Down to the Sundowner. And I just remember sitting there being like, okay, so to my left, there's a fresh pizza. And to my right, there's a spread open asshole. Like, I am so confused as to where the hell I am right and now. You know what? If, we'll elaborate more into our friend group after the fact. But in like a small, weird way, like it's not, it's not, not normal for that to happen. For us to I just think be strip like, clubs are fun. Yeah. All of our, I'm pretty sure that would probably going to happen the eventually down the road. The only difference is in the States, they can't take off their bottoms. In Canada, they're fully, like, they take their bottoms yeah, they off. Like, naked. You see oh, vaginas. I saw into that girl's uterus at one point. <laughs> our, guys, <laughs> our guy friends are so funny, though, because some of them are, like, paying for dances. I remember looking at one of them being like, are you not going to get a dance? Like, you're here. Like, just do it. And he was like... Oh, I don't pay for it. Like I earn it. And I'm like, oh. My and then Jesus our other Lord. friend was like, someone paid for him to get a lap dance. And then the girl was like, oh, are any of these girls sitting around you, your girlfriend? He's like, no, fuck no, no, just like go. And he's like the most. I've known this guy for so long, and he's like so, so quiet, quiet and like timid. timid. <laughs> and then he fucking, you see like, yeah, spread open vagina in his face, and he's having the time of his She's life. She's rubbing ice on her like vagina in front of his face, and he's like literally <laughs> loving it so much. And I was sitting beside him. I remember being like. I need to I need to remove myself. I need to exit stage left. I'm too close to what's going on. I was on the other side of the table table and I've never been fucking happier to be honest. I don't mind if like the dancers are going on, but like I didn't need to be part of the lap dance. Like I didn't need to be right there. Erin <laughs> didn't have to pay, she got it for free. Anyways, so that's another oh, story for another day to get into that into entirety. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, but we have a pretty interesting group of friends. We actually as things are starting to open up, like We've been going out just a little bit more to, like, local patios and stuff. And, like, we all mentioned already, like, we're 28 years old. And so we're kind of in this stage where, like, our friends are kind of all over the place. Like, you have people who are, like, buying houses and having kids. Getting married. Getting married. And, like, we have a lot of friends who are engaged and it's kind of fucked up for them this summer. But then, like, we have a lot of friends, like, 
we went out two weekends ago and like one of our friends woke up on a porch and it's like using a pillow as a bag of concrete but like <laughs> like how do we when will we stop <laughs> taking it too far like Never. we're almost 30 you know what i said this the other day i was like i swear to god our friend group no one's gonna grow up like everyone's gonna get married have kids our kids are gonna be inside with like babysitters and we're all gonna be fucked up on someone's dock at their cottage we're gonna pregame for like parent teacher interviews oh i'm bringing wine to my kids hockey game could you imagine having like most of our kids go to the same school no and then having and pre-drinking before the no teacher yeah i'm scared for a future mini of myself so i just Hmm. don't know like i think it's because none of like no one in our very like close like uh university group of friends has started having kids yet so i think that's why everyone's still kind of like wild they're trying to get just, it all out now <laughs> i just don't know when it's gonna simmer and at first i thought you know it's because quarantine just kind of ended and people can actually go to bars now like within smaller groups or like but colleges how ha- like i'm pretty sure we always have someone wake up on a porch like yeah it was unique because it's been a few months but it's like, not actually unique. let me paint a picture <laughs> it's not actually fucking unique like let me paint a picture imagine walking just waking up for your morning stroll at 7 a.m. and seeing a big-ass 200-pound dude pass out on a front porch looking like it's a frat house using a bag of concrete as a pillow. And it's also beer like, that was a nice neighborhood, so who knows what the neighbors were oh, thinking. I don't think we're ever allowed fat. <laughs> no, definitely not. And so but, I think on that note, yeah. before we ruin our careers and our lives. <laughs> and at episode one. <laughs> yeah. Basically, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, We've had this, this is fun. Yeah, a lot of fun doing this. Um, we're going to try to drop an episode. Well, we're going to drop an episode. This is a commitment every Thursday for you. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Starting Lineup Podcast. Um, you can also subscribe to us. We're going to be dropping a new episode every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Bye, bitches. See ya.